What is up, my people? Happy Monday from your girl, Christine Fierce. I want to thank you for coming back to listen to another Black Pony Radio. At Black Pony Radio, we are people who believe in fostering movements, companies, and people that are dedicated to self-expression, inclusiveness, and kindness. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. When I opened up the salon, there was nothing on the walls because I... I like art, but I didn't just want to put anything up. So we have 2,000 square feet, and you can't just put anything on a huge wall. So we live in Oceanside, California, and I was looking at Pashtag's Oceanside Artist, and her art popped up, and I went through her whole page, and she had this bright, 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 bright green hair. (laughs) So she's the only person that I followed on the internet that had that color of hair. I didn't know anyone else that had that color of hair, so that's kind of like a it was like a flag, like, boom, that's her. Right. So I drink probably too much wine that night, and I, I go to message her, and then I get nervous. I'm sure I get nervous because later on I found out that I didn't actually send the message. So I send her the message, seeing if she wants to come check out the space to potentially put up her artwork, and then I get no response. And so I'm like, damn, I got ghosted. All right. <laughs> she thinks I'm a total freak. <laughs> yeah. So rude. So then I'm in the salon and our massage therapist has the chair massager out and she's massaging me and she's like, oh, dude, check out this girl's green hair. And my face is still in the little mask, you know, when you're getting a massage. And I'm like, dude, I bet that's Rochelle. She's from Denver and then she lives here too. She's part time. She goes between the, the two and she's an artist. And everyone's like, whoa, slow down. She's coming in. And I'm like, okay, Stalker. <laughs> yeah, act natural. And you were what, with your mom? Yeah. Yeah, so that was, like, extra embarrassing. So Rochelle actually came in, but you were looking for the piercing store next mm-hmm. door, right? Yeah. So she comes in, and I try not to be weird, but I fail miserably. That, like, made my day, though. Did that it? Was so, yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome. And my mom was, like, she had, like, one of those proud mom moments. It was really cool. It was awesome. I was like, hey, is your name Rochelle? <laughs> yeah. And then I felt immediately guilty because you're like, I sent you a message. I'm like, I look like such a dick. And I knew I didn't see it if you sent me one because mm-hmm. I totally would have responded to that. I mean, some messages are a little weird, but um, <laughs> that one I would have responded to. And you said that. I was like, man, I need to check. I didn't see anything there. She literally pulled up her Instagram account and showed me. It's like, <laughs> here, type in your name. And it didn't <laughs> pop up. And I was like, shit, I probably erased it because I got nervous. I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I panicked. And I was like, well, maybe because I had too many glasses of wine and freaked out. I can't tell you how many times I've sent I've sent messages to people. I'm like, I would just like to connect with them. And you like go back and check and you see that they've even seen it. <laughs> yeah. Right back and yeah. Like, I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Crying at night. Yeah. I got ghosted. You no, know, and then you're like, I hope I never run into them. Yeah. Because <laughs> you look like, you like kind of kiss their ass and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. they're like, yeah, I don't care about you. <laughs> yeah, you suck. <laughs> like, she can't think I'm one of those. <laughs> so it was awesome. We showed her around the space, and she was totally down to put her art up. So um, if you want to check out her art, you can come to the space, and you can, if you love it, you could see it, um, message her, give her the money. She gives me the go, and then you can take it home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Rochelle, would you like to introduce yourself properly now that I told that Yes, yes, that would be great. I'm Rochelle Stepman. I'm an artist in Oceanside, California. Um, I worked for eight years out of Denver and started my business there um, and decided to kind of just take the leap and come out to California where a lot of my clientele was. And it's been it's been like two, two-ish years now and it's been awesome. I've lived 
in four places now in California since two years ago, which is crazy, but not all that crazy for my life because I'm constantly moving. Um, bought a van since I've been here and been traveling and oh, it is tricked and, out, yeah, yeah, camping <laughs> and has a bed in it. So really, it's like part of the time I live out of that thing. But um, yeah, it's been great. Definitely an interesting experience so far. But Christine and the salon has been my primary point of contact just as friends support and uh we've done events here and then just kind of hanging the art and switching it out throughout the years has been really good I feel like I've built kind of more of a sense of community and family here than really any other part of actual social socialization (laughs) in California it hasn't been a whole lot of that but it's definitely good I know everyone loves your artwork and you can't forget about your road dog can you tell everyone about Zig? Oh my gosh, Zig is the best. <laughs> Zig is the man. Okay, so I am fully like, I'm wrapped around his little doggy paws. Like, he's the best thing in the world. He's eight years old. Um, I adopted him when he was six weeks old on a road trip, <laughs> which is just so symbolic of my life because he's always on the road. <laughs> um, but me and my best friend were on a road trip and we were living together at the time in Denver. And we thought, oh, let's go rescue, let's go rescue an old dog that, like, we probably think doesn't have much of a chance of getting adopted. And we didn't really see any old dogs. It's kind of a yet. random thought. And I, we just thought, oh, hey, you want to adopt a dog? Yeah. We, we were, well, I, we heard of these two roommates back home that okay. had done it, and uh-huh. we loved their dog. It was this old basset hound. Aww. So, like, we were into it. And, uh, yeah, we didn't find that situation. We found two puppies, and then the next day and bringing them home and being like oh my god was this a mistake like you know, you're 19 like this is this might be a real big mistake but it was the best thing ever and uh her dog is actually pretty slow he's like technically mentally challenged so okay he, she like has physically own, like can't run <laughs> oh he has well they both have really bad hip dysplasia okay so that slows him down but rocky like Rocky's her dog and he looks like the fraternal twin of Zig and uh he like walks backwards on hard floors and freaks out with mirrors and like he just starts barking at the wall it's like really weird like he just has he's he's ghost I doggy ghost actually I I think Ziggy sees ghosts I totally think he does he used to like let me read your paw yeah (laughs) I know he has like a little crystal ball yeah that'd be a great photo shoot that you could turn into art did you see the video that I did um so my first filmer a couple years ago like four or five years ago now did this video of Ziggy and we we wanted to make something that was kind of funny because Zig's always with me in mm-hmm. every studio I've worked out of and so we made this video that Ziggy's actually the one creating all the things. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's like this classical music. And he's, you cut me out of the shot. And he's walking in the studio on his own. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just see, like, there's, like, the filmer that's getting, like, the view of him drawing. But the draftsman table's up. So you can't see me holding him up. And yeah. the pencil's moving because I'm doing it behind yeah. the draftsman table. And it looks like he's just making these, like, amazing, like, huge huge drawings and his little faces there it's so it's so funny it looks like he's is actually it on your instagram them. 
it it's like way far on your down website. on my Instagram, and then it's it's not on my website. <laughs> I, mean, I posted it on Facebook the other day again, and people were like, "This is gold!" Like, but I just okay. So when we launch the podcast, I should share. I want you to reshare okay, it then, okay. and then I'll share it because that sounds. It says it's got like amazing. a quote on it that says. Uh, these paws were destined for greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. So kind of segueing into animals, um, a lot of your art is dogs, yeah, right? Yeah, and I know that that comes from just being so obsessed with my own dog, and I just love him so much that I can take staring at animals for days and days on end. And uh, it's, I mean, I was so against wanting to do that at first because I felt like, oh, well, we all become artists because we want to draw in our style, do what we want to do. But really, like, when you do it as a career, you have to, like, give and take. And I didn't realize when I started doing these that I was going to enjoy them as much as I do. So that ended up really working out for me in the end. Um, And now that's primarily, I would say, as far as the different services I provide, so, like, doing logo design, tattoo design, pet portraits, landscapes, I would say pet portraits are 90% of what I'm commissioned to do now. And... It's cool. I've only done one cat, actually. And I feel like this just comes from, like, people getting a sense that when you're a dog person, like, yeah. <laughs> that goes into the art. And, right. uh, but the cat that I drew, I mean, this cat, like, she she sent me, uh, like, tons of photos of it and told me about it. So you get a sense of an animal, and then you get to, like, kind of put what you know about it into it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it's really, it's really fun. But, yeah, at first I was like, oh, my God, I'm drawing dogs. But then I'm like, <laughs> wait, I love drawing dogs. <laughs> and I close my eyes at night, and I see people's dogs. Like, it's like, oh, You're my dreaming. God, I can't escape it. I am a dog. <laughs> yeah, I think I am a dog. <laughs> I feel like soon I'll be, like, one of the pack. <laughs> you accidentally start drawing yourself in someone else's yeah. dog portrait. Shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so a lot. What I like about your art is that in the salon we have the different styles, mm-hmm. and all of our clients ask um, who, which artist is who, mm-hmm. and I'm like, actually, it's all Rochelle. Right. And that's pretty mind blowing because is it stippling? Yeah, yeah. The dots. Yeah. So between the stippling. And then um, you paint a lot of strong women, too. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, okay, so. When I started doing this uh, in school, I started doing these like female portraits. I really liked the technique behind it and I wasn't so much connected at the time with the subject matter. And then the more I kind of, you know, I graduated college and I'm this female business owner like out there in the world trying to like figure it out, totally struggling. Like, I mean, just like, I remember not having anything in my fridge at one point and Thank God my parents never like saw that I was living like this, but it's, it's tough. It's tough being a female and trying to dominate this industry that no one else represents you. And you deal with a lot of like strong males in my, in my industry. I feel like that's a lot Artists of my or clients. Artists clients. clients. Okay. Um, artists too, but I don't really feel, I feel like artists are all one. Like at the end of the day, we can like not like someone else's art but I don't really feel like we're against each other and it not it doesn't so much feel like a competition it's more it's more this idea that artist to client is a very sacred relationship that you build because you're creating something so personal for them Mm -hmm. and in that process you learn about these people and it's not always super easy to work with them Um, I've definitely been sexualized 
I've been talked to like I'm a piece of meat. Um, I've had to tell one guy in a meeting said something so uncomfortable and this was an in-person meeting where I was so uncomfortable I walked out and said I couldn't work for him. How old were you? At the time I want to say I was 22. Wow. Yeah and it was it had to do with like I want you to photograph me nude, um, which I don't do. I don't photograph my clients. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even take photos. Like, that is not my skill. My skill is painting and drawing. So, uh, you know, I kind of felt like in that in that way, I was lured under false pretenses. I have nobody to go to and follow up. You know, there's no, there's no HR. There's no, like, <laughs> right. people that can back me and be like, this was wrong. This is what we can do to protect you. So you really have to learn how to protect yourself. And I mean, I had to start being really selective on what situations I was going to put myself in where I knew that if something went wrong, it's me in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, like clients ask you to go to their homes. Right. You have a lot of that uh, stranger danger feeling. Yeah. And once it happens to you, like even a couple times, you get kind of weird. So now I have to charge for consults because I have to ensure myself that I'm going to be okay in this situation. If I ever go meet with a client at their home, I'm always telling people where I am. I have to tell at least two people where I am. Like, this is the address. Like, I'm going to check in with you when I get there. I'm taking a photo of the home. Like, I have to do that to ensure my safety because you just don't know. There's some weird stuff out there. Yeah. And this is the stuff that in art school, they really don't teach you. Well, when you work for clients, nobody's kind of looking out for you. So having your brain turned on to the fact that not everybody's good is okay. Yeah. It's an all right feeling. And I've, I used to be pretty disappointed that that was the way it was, but now I'm like, okay, whatever. Just like have your own back and turn your fucking brain on. So, yeah. <laughs> and like, if I get a weird feeling, I'm like, go with it. Like, right. just trust it. And I, so far, I don't think I've been wrong. Um, some people I just refuse to meet because their email seems very forced, and I've never had that happen with a female yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a male-dominated thing, but it's like you're just a single female out there. So then when I started drawing these portraits of these women more and more, these kind of perspectives came into these portraits, you know? Like, the fact that we're all out here trying to make... I just got the chills. ...who we are, you know? And it's like, I, I've i cried over the fact that... I'm almost crying right now. It is. It's so moving, though. It it's is. It's like, I've had, I've had some tough stuff happen, and it makes you realize, like, I chose a really hard road. I mm-hmm. chose a road that I knew was difficult, that so many times you're like, should I give up? Like, this is so difficult. And I could do what everybody else my age feels like they're doing and, and they went to school for it and they're prepared or they didn't go to school and they're making more money. They're making consistent money. And you start questioning, like, why do I make it harder on myself than it yeah. needs to be? But I have those moments and it's like, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's just you and whatever piece you're working on. And you realize like, you didn't have to leave your house to feel a sense of accomplishment that day. Mm-hmm. And and you're proud of yourself. And it's something about that challenge and being this female entrepreneur that just changes you. You know, you, I can't go back to a normal career. I just can't do it now. It's like I've been so in charge of every choice up till now that it doesn't really seem like there's another option. So these women kind of bring out this part of me that I feel every day in the studio. So... When I break from commission portraits or, you know, designs or whatever people are commissioning me for, 
I feel like this connection of drawing that strong sense of self through drawing these women, you know, and not trying to draw them with qualities of me or anything like that where people can read it, but that goes into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I end up, I'm like, well, what makes me me? Like, you know, there's this like kind of edge. There's a little bit of an edge to me. So it's like, I try to throw some of that in there, like, you know, spike bracelets and tattoos and like gauges and crazy hair and I mean I've always wanted this like really long flowing hair and <laughs> I I just get to draw it all the time I'm like damn I wish I had long hair you yeah know? And it's like it's just uh it's really fun to draw those because it really breaks up the kind of client pieces that I have and you're able to put so much of yourself into it in a way that you you have freedom in your art but you don't have that much you know so my personal pieces that's those are my favorite because I look at them and I'm like that's who I want to be yeah totally and I know the feeling of like some days I'm like why don't I just go over in a fucking hotel totally like why don't I just check people in work nine to five check out go home do whatever people do Mm -hmm. I know it's so weird to think (laughs) about and I'm like, that's God, always the job so I think great. about too. It's yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I think about just like, well, what if I just like did something that I could find that's fulfilling, but I don't take it home with me. But then when I start looking at what I want to do, I'm like social work. I'm like, okay, you're like, gonna you're take not that taking home. That yeah. home. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm that's it makes me realize like I never look at the jobs that I can't bring something home with me, and I'm like, okay, there's something there, you know, mm-hmm. because to have done what you're doing for as long as you have, there's something in you that tells you the other options are always there, but you don't, you haven't taken them because you want to do what you feel you're doing. It would kill you. Yeah. Inside. I mean, I feel like the highs and the lows too, if I didn't have those, I'd be bored. I'd be so (laughs) bored. I I have to go to work again and clock out at five. Yeah. God. Like I just, I'm like, that to me is worse. (laughs) I'd rather struggle than ever like be bored. I can't even tell you the last time I was bored. I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I'm bored for 10 years. Because when it's high, it's like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. so freaking rich. This is oh, great. Yeah. No one can stop me. Oh, and then on low times, it's like, I'm the poorest person in the whole entire why world. Why did I choose this? <laughs> Where's my dog? No one understands. I, I can't even tell you how many times I've hit that too. And it's like every entrepreneur that I've ever talked to or listened to their podcasts are like, man, if you aren't having those lows, those freaking freak out moments, you know, it's you're you're not trying hard enough. Right. <laughs> when you try hard and you fail, you so, feel oh, it. Oh man, you, it is deep. It is like I need to go to therapy immediately. <laughs> like <laughs> that's me. I always tell Andrew, and you know I'm like, it's funny. Is I, I don't, totally call my therapist. No, yeah. I know. I don't have a therapist, and I'm like, I really need to get a freaking therapist, man, because like for the low days, like, oh <laughs> yeah. my god, it's like <laughs> I just want to check in with someone I don't know because yeah. I'm like, my friends don't need to. Oh no, I know. I don't want to put it on my friends. Well, I know my brain's tricking me. I'm like, I know you're lying right yeah. now because I know it's gonna be better, but I need to talk to a third party who's yeah. not involved yeah people call that head trash when you like start to tell yourself oh, I you like know, that. the stuff that is not quite um it's it's like you're telling yourself the worst days are gonna be like like this is what it's gonna be like this now. is my life then it's like dude it's gonna get better like I mean <laughs> yesterday I had one of those days in the yeah. studio it was just like super high um really great got in two new clients was super stoked especially during my surgery I'm not going to be able to like I'm getting foot surgery and 
I'm not going to be able to move. And two people booked portraits yesterday. And I'm like, sweet. Like, I'll have something to do. Which is just like... And Will you start like, drawing feet next? <laughs> I know, right? Because I'm going to be looking at it all the time. Yeah. It's got to be elevated, like, in front of my face. But, yeah, I mean, like, I was like, oh, sweet. That's crazy. Like, because I was just planning on not working. Mm-hmm. And I've been preparing to take basically five weeks off which is you know really hard for me (laughs) I work even at night and by choice like I have to be drawing and I have to be into something it's like hard to not be passionate I don't and when you hit those those are the worst lows the lows aren't I'm not making enough the lows are when you have no inspiration and you're like this blows like I gotta figure out where that is so um, doing all these different styles so far really helps keep that door open. Like, oh, I really want to draw this, but I can do it in this style. Whereas a lot of artists, they do the same type yes. of medium all the time. And I'm like, I praise those types of artists because I don't know, I personally haven't figured out how to do that. Like, I would love to only draw female portraits, but good God, it's like they choose you too. Like, if, if, I spent 45 hours on a piece for this uh, awesome local company that was going to go on their products. And he came, the CEO comes to my studio and he's like, oh, okay, like, let me see it. And I was like, I actually decided I don't like this one. And he's, you know, it's like hard to explain that to someone who's not an artist, but it just wasn't choosing me back. And I'm like, okay, I can fight it and I can keep trying, but I better move on and find where that inspiration is supposed to be. Yeah. And sure enough, two days later, something crazy happened and it sparked this idea. And that portrait is so much better. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, yes, I'm so happy. So it's just kind of interesting how like life will inspire the artist in you and then vice versa, you know. So with the mixed media art, right, that's where you Mm -hmm. painted. Right, right. Um, Where did that inspiration come from? Um... Probably just a lot of experimenting with different mediums. Like, I used to primarily only paint in oils. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem that I was having with it is that when you paint in oils, you have to limit the other uh, the other mediums that you work in with it after those are already laid down. Gotcha. Um, on top of the fact that if you don't seal your wood first, that your wood panel then will pull those oils into it. And when I'm drawing on raw wood, I can't have a sealant over it. So the only way it's going to absorb that graphite when I draw is if it's dry. And if you're able to actually like push that into the wood grain. And oils don't allow that. So then I was like, okay, like let's take a step back. My mom spray paint. <laughs> and so I was doing that for a while. I was like, all right, like I'm kind of over this shit. So then I went to acrylic paint. And then now I'm working watercolors. I don't know. It's like, it's always changing. But right now I'm really into like doing some watercolor, graphite, color pencil. And then I'll do sometimes like make my own stencils and spray paint those on in different areas. Um, but it's it's always different. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really like stay consistent. And I say mixed media because if the label really had everything that's in that, it would be explosive. <laughs> it would be like it would be like an MSG like product, you know, like just so many ingredients. Like yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's hard to say. But I really do like the traditional black and white, you know, pen on paper look too. So when did you get started doing all of this? Um, okay, so I first started selling art at 16 
um, I was in this APR class in high school. Are you trying to buy a car? <laughs> no, I had a car. Nice. Uh, my parents helped me with my first car. Um, but I, I always really wanted to do this primarily as a career. And I was just told so many times, which I totally respect and understand, that it's like not feasible it's that's people don't do that Rochelle <laughs> you know and you're <laughs> yeah. like good god okay and so I listen you know it's like my grandma and my dad and um younger teachers teachers at school even that you know they knew that there was talent there and there was skill but you know find a reasonable way to make a paycheck and then do that on the side well in <laughs> yeah. that part it becomes a hobby so I have a hard time. The hobbyist life was never for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I feel like, like I'm working 24 hours anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, wait, why would I do this as a hobby? And so I went to actual college for teaching. That's what I went to school for. Oh, really? For. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to be an art teacher. And I thought that that would fulfill my craving for creating. And it just, it wasn't. And I feel so awful because there's this woman, Teresa, who was so dedicated to me being her student teacher. I made it to last semester. And I was like, listen, you know, and they've planned a lot by then. Like, <laughs> yeah. They've planned for you to take yeah. over their classroom. Big hopes she and was dreams. pregnant. And I was like, oh, I lied. Shit, this is going to be. <laughs> I, lied to I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm a liar. <laughs> and to this day, she friggin' hates me. Yeah. So, and I, I understand, but it was like, the biggest life choice I felt like I was able to make. and What age like, group was this? Well, for for her class, if I was taking over her class, it was going to be elementary. But for student teaching, we had to do half a semester in middle school or high school and then half a semester with uh, little kids. So I, and I wanted to do elementary, but I learned what I loved there. It's not that I didn't like it. I just saw the harshness of teaching. Like they don't get paid enough. And I... I want to be the woman that steps in and changes that shit because those people, oh. like these teachers, they are incredible. They are babysitters. They are counselors. They are therapists. They're spending more time with their kids than parents yeah, are. Yeah, they're honestly the most amazing people in the world. And I think my issue with it was their jobs aren't safe. There's really not that much security. I saw a teacher get fired for something that felt, I mean, it really moved me. And I, I felt I was seeing those things. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, be introduced to what this world actually is. It's not always like kids love you, things are easy. Like I saw some some crazy stuff like social services came in and, and it removed this kid. And it's just sad to know all the things that go on. And I was like, okay, this career is much more about being there for little kids and being this role model for them than it is about art. And I knew I loved that, but it was getting further away from what I knew I wanted to do with my entire life, you know? Well, and talk about taking things home. Right. Like, oh, I I'm was sure that I remember situation. just bawling about this one kid who was just so, he was the most incredible little kid, and I knew there was abuse in his home. Mm-hmm. And he would come to me and tell me these stories, and it was, I mean, it changes you when you hear that, you know? And I, I just was like, okay, well, this is a little bit, it's almost like what I was instructed to do um in school wasn't the parts that really are important when it came down to it yeah no that makes sense and I just was like okay I'm not I felt like I needed to be trained as a human um resources person like how do I deal with this professionally like what do you say to a kid that comes to you and says things like this it's like Okay, and then what do you do when you go home? Like, how do totally. you? I, oh, God. Because you can't and disassociate then, when you're a good person, in my opinion. 
Right, exactly. Maybe you're trained to do it. No, it doesn't turn off. It doesn't turn off. And I remember the day he wasn't there anymore. And it was just awful. And I'm like, I can't do this. I am going to cry every day (laughs) of my life. Like, And some people, which I think they're the wrong people, are cold and don't care. And I'm like, okay, that's not right. Like, (laughs) There's got to be something in the middle. And I was like, this isn't art anymore. This isn't about art. That wasn't the reason I found myself wanting to go there. So... I decided to change my major my last semester of college and my college was like you've done really well like I got great grades no, like come here, I had the no Kool-Aid. life come here. so yeah. they were like all right fine we're throwing you in fine art painting I didn't paint I was not a painter <laughs> no way all. no I was not a painter like okay. I was I majored my minor was illustration so like anything outside of teaching was all illustration based classes so like mastering the pencil pen workshops like visual design, sculpture, jewelry, it was never painting. And so I had to take one painting class, like, and it was like intro, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, whew, gotta really figure this one out, you know? And I'm with all these like, kind of just like experienced snooty kids (laughs) that like knew what the hell they were doing. And I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) So I found myself like late at night at my house, like, teach yourself what the hell you gotta know to keep up with these (laughs) kids because they're so good at it and you have to keep up like you're gonna be the loser you know so uh yeah I don't know I just like really I worked super hard I had no social life like my college experience is very different than other people I had no social life like our school was weird enough but like you're like I will not be a loser no in my class no social sure and then also like oh yeah I don't care at all about my social stuff like people probably think I'm so weird because they're like I haven't seen you in ages I'm like that's on purpose I'm practicing (laughs) yeah exactly I'm experimenting but uh yeah I don't know it's been it's been like an interesting ride to see like how I got here but uh, I basically took what felt like for three and a half years the easy road of, well, I'm going to do art, but I'm going to do art where I get the consistent paycheck. And I thought I was going to like, you know, get a cake and eat it too. And everything was going to be jolly. And I was Are like, okay, vacation during the yeah, summer? this is yeah. totally not what I'm going to do. So yeah, changed that. And then, uh, got my first commission, uh, like literally a week after graduating college um that was like my big first one like was it over for painting th- it was for <laughs> was painting. It? yeah because oh i gosh. worked so hard i got pretty you, you pick it up pretty quick okay but it was very controlled painting so it wasn't like these you know masterpieces of landscapes full paintings mm-hmm. it was like okay i'm gonna do a portrait but i'm gonna draw the portrait then paint around it and then add paint into the hair and so it was okay. like kind of incorporating two two styles um using my skills but then pulling in the things I knew I wasn't as good at but it really made it pop on wood so paint really provides this like vividness and Mm -hmm. richness to the piece so so your first commission piece was over a thousand dollars you said my first commission piece yeah that was like a painting out of college high five thanks that's great (laughs) it was fun it was fun like I was selling work in college um but it was pieces I had already done right and I mean at that point like I wasn't selling them for what I mean. I remember selling this the canvas the size of this huge rug for three hundred dollars, and oh. I look at it now and I'm like, "You earn 
but it was to this really cool girl, Mindy. So I'm like, Mindy, if you're out there, do you still have it? (laughs) Mindy. She actually told me, she's like, I still have your painting on my wall. I love it so much. I'm like, good, because that shit was expensive. You're like, okay, because you're going to be rich one day. Yeah. I'm like, that was (laughs) The investment was real. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And now it's like, you kind of get, when you do it for a career, you're like, okay, well, I have to make this much a month. Then you move to California and all of a sudden everything is like, I got to make this much more a month to just make it. And then what if I want to save? What if I want to, you know, buy a house? And you start looking at, okay, how do I each year make this more professional and build myself more? And it's tough when you're doing it on your own. And that's a lot of like what I think about when I draw these women is like, what would I imagine her to be? What does she do? Mm -hmm. Like, I try to like almost take an identity and put it with the person that I'm drawing. Um, It's like this weird... I feel like I like get these weird like friendship relationships with these people that I draw and like in my studio. Instead of dudes and dolls, it's Rochelle's and painting. And I never draw guys. I don't know. I'm like, I'm not anti-men, but maybe. Well, it's just something about like a strong female image. Who has a giant dude on their wall? Like, I mean, not me. I would never want. I got a giant dude at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I got zigs, so I'm good. It's good. I don't know. And I mean, I think, I think even men totally, or they'll have like a self portrait. But still, That's a lot of the a lot yeah. of the men will have, um, like a lot of the my male clients that buy my fine art. It's only been males so far that have bought these portraits of women. Um, so it's like I feel like you're probability of selling them is higher if it's a female mm-hmm. than if it's a male and also I'm not really sure how to connect with drawing a male yet like what it, I can't just draw it to draw it I, there's got to be something behind that maybe a I, centaur <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like if I do something crazy or I keep thinking I keep having this like now we're vision of like a really cool couple mm-hmm. like a really cool like just like almost like twin flame kind of portrait with these two people that are just like made for each other but it's more like you see their spirits in it like have you seen any of um alex gray's work maybe he communicates like the spirit and soul of a person but also has their full structure so you see this like glow and it's really it's really really cool um so that's kind of an idea that i've played around with but not just like a male I still think a centaur is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole animal. Well, maybe like, that's what I'll teach for one of my classes here. Dude. <laughs> Little centaurs. Now we're talking. <laughs> so it's funny because you've answered a lot of my questions. You're just such a natural in what you do. Uh, the very first time I did your hair, what really drew me to you is talent is great. There's a lot of people that have talent, but they don't know what to do with it. So when you were talking business with me, it just blew me away because, I mean, you are younger, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. What's younger? I'm under 30. Yeah. 28. Yeah. Wait, I'm 27. <laughs> yeah, you I turned 28 in May. Slow down, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, being 27, and I mean, you've been doing it for about 10 years, 11 years, but being a business owner is different than having talent. So, it really, it was so impressive to me when you were talking about these things, just like setting goals. You think that everyone knows how to set a freaking goal? But they don't. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if you want to go on vacation, sure, you could get a credit card, go into mm-hmm. debt, but then right. you, but why do that when you could set a goal yeah. and then be like, okay, I want to go on vacation in five months and That's it's going to cost me three grand. Okay, so now I need to save this much. So that means I need to make this much mm-hmm. more. And so to me, that was really empowering too, because 
it is hard being an artist who has goals, who needs to make money, who has bills to pay, who has overhead, who wants to not only survive but thrive. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I was really impressed with, and I just want everyone who's listening to know that oh, it's very impressive. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. And it's funny, too, because I so don't feel that way about myself, and I think that might be part of what keeps you going, you know, because you're like, I'm not there. A hundred percent. I have such a long way to go. <laughs> well, I was on the airplane last night. I got in, like, at one, and I'm just, like, looking at every – and I think I posted this on my Instagram. I was like, do you ever look outside and realize how insignificant you are when you're on an oh, airplane? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I one, every time – One tiny little thing, like – I'm like, why do I care about myself so much? Yeah. yeah. Like, looking down at all those lights, okay, mm-hmm. those are all houses, and they probably have – freaking five people in them mm-hmm. right sure over the midwest so they got bigger families right. yeah <laughs> so you're like that's a shit ton of people like why do i think i'm special yeah but we are yeah totally but and, when you're up in the plane and i think what <laughs> i think the insignificant part um is so real because i have these moments especially on those like low days you know of like god why am i even doing this does anyone even care <laughs> and uh i can say that for you I've seen, I mean, for example, the holiday party that ended up turning into your wedding. It was like, it's amazing to see that you know this one person, but then you look around and you see how many other people are connected to that one person. And then it just changes you. You're like, this was the one person that when people ask, like, have you made friends? Is there anyone that like you really like have connected with since you've been out there? It's always been only you. Like, I haven't met a lot of people that impact people like you have. And I saw that that night. And it's like, we can all, when we really dig deep, find those connections that we've made where it's just, it's life-changing. And you realize you're not insignificant. That's so not a reality. But yes, like, you are one person in this gigantic world. And how can you make a big impact? And it's like, the reason I was so drawn to you was that same feeling, you know? Oh, I mean, the stalking helped. <laughs> it did, but uh, no, it's pretty cool. It's cool to see. It was really cool to be a part of that, too. Like, I was bawling my eyes out. Well, you were kind of rude and guessed it. <laughs> I, Dude, I can't believe that. I was like, no, I'm totally reading into this. She's going to make fun of me. And when you didn't answer, I was like, oh, shit. So, I had no idea. I, I, like, I had this slight hint, but... So to everyone that's listening, I, in December, every December, I have a party for the business, kind of a thank you to give back. So, cause my clients, a lot of them turn into really close friends mm-hmm. and, um, I always just want to say thank you, you know? So this year we opened up a, or my husband opened, so where to say my husband, 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 Ball still, I'm like, it's still my boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> it's my fancy boyfriend, yeah. but he opened up a CrossFit gym. So I was like, well, a lot of people go to both. So they double dip. I'm like, let's just have one. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was telling some people like, Hey, we're having the party. You should come. And then Rochelle guessed it. I, she was like, why are we dressing up? Every year it's themed. Every year it's themed. 70s party, 90s party, fancy party. Well, the fancy party might have given it away. (laughs) If it was like 90s, I'd be like, it's not a wedding. It's just a freaking shindig. That's awesome, you know? But I don't know. If you know Christine, you know she's not like super, super fancy. Like, we're always very comfortable and have cake pops and Starbucks when she does my hair. And it's like, I don't know. When you said fancy, I was like, huh. Something's not right here. And I had to go out and go shopping for it because I knew it was your wedding. I knew it. I was like, I I made Hunter go get a, a new, he got a full suit and tie and 
I mean, the whole shebang. Well, I loved it because I think people knew something was up, but they didn't know what. So every time someone walked in, I was like, holy shit, you're hot. That's my friend. Like every time people came in, Uh I'm like, so it was, even if it was a surprise wedding, it would have been really cool to see everyone like that Mm -hmm. because I got some good looking friends. Totally. Yeah. It was very good looking. I'm like, oh, sure. I want to get married tonight Uh because damn. I remember saying, saying, I was like, God, this is a really cool looking room of people because I mean, there's like your CrossFit people, super strong people, you know, and yeah. you can tell you're like, those are the CrossFit people, yeah. you know, and then there's like a lot of people who are like tatted, crazy hair, you're like, those are Christine's people, yeah. but then they, they do both, like one of the girls that had crazy hair was like, get me a six pack, you yeah. know, in the back, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this is the coolest group, like, it's really rad to see what you guys have like done together, like it's a really cool group of people that you have now as like your support team. Thank you, yeah. I'm just honored you're in it. I'm honored. So before we're almost out of time, I feel like I've talked to you for hours. But okay, yeah, me too. So if you knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. what would you tell sixteen year old Rochelle? Um. Hmm. Duh. Give me a minute. <laughs> I guess just the the same idea. It was really weird on Facebook the other day. Yesterday it came up that my senior quote was by Tupac and it's reality (laughs) is wrong dreams are for real and I remember it captivated me at you know 18 years old the same way it captivates me now and it's so weird because I remember seeing that going yeah I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go try like something different and I didn't know at the time it was going to be art school but I didn't want to do the traditional like what everybody else was doing go to college don't really know what you're gonna do but do the safe thing and do what you know has pretty good success so I did the the hard thing and I ended up going to art school and that was my dream and it became exactly what at 18 I I wanted to do it became my reality so it's kind of crazy looking back I think I would just say pay attention to that like I want I want younger kids especially kids that haven't really found something else that they're good at if they're good at art if they're good at music if they feel something from it you gotta go with it like it's so important because you're limiting this great gift that you can give the world and you can be so giving with it like it's something that you get to share with people I don't know it's just I can't imagine what the fuck else would I be doing I was sure on the airplane with me yesterday because I sat down and then this gentleman sat next to me he was on the phone. You could tell he was younger. Mm-hmm. I later found out he was turning 21 soon, having a mansion party. Oh. I was like, I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> How much money are you saving? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about your future? Totally. <laughs> but he was on the phone, and he was talking about, oh, well, I'm going to drop this new single, and he was a rapper, mm-hmm. and he was so, like, he just lit up. Mm-hmm. Got off the phone, he turned, he looked at me, and he's like, how many tattoos do you have? And I was like... Oh my god, I haven't had somebody ask me that. Long. I was that like, would take I take forever to know. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, there's some I don't even look at because they're on my back yeah. or the back of my leg, so I don't, I don't know. And he was like, can I just ask you a couple questions about him? He had a couple, and I was like, sure. And he's like, well, I'm in the Navy. And then his mood went, yeah, went down. Totally. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I heard you said that you're a rapper. He's like, yeah, I just wish I would have stuck with it because you know my friends are making it. And all this stuff. And then you could just... Oh, that breaks my heart. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted to shake them. And I cannot tell you how many people... I went to art school and their talent was way beyond me. 
Like, I, I am not... I'm not ridiculous in the way that I won't ever hype on other artists. Like, there are people that I went to school with that trump my talent, like, so much. No like, they're way. so skilled. So I think you're the best. And they didn't do anything <laughs> with it. I mean, and maybe they, maybe they draw on the side or whatever, but they went and got a normal, you know, nine to five. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I want to be the person that fights for these people because it's like, you know they're not giving what they have inside of them and yeah. it's just staying in there and it's like it's meant to come out it's meant to be part it's meant to be part of the world and when you harbor that inside of you it's like there's i just think i don't know i feel like that's just not gonna once we get people doing paid ads we should totally do an intervention one where me and you go where people call in and they're like yes, my, yes. my friend is this very talented totally. this, like, and they're so nervous yeah and they let's say they work at a coffee shop or something mm-hmm. and we go in and we like kidnap them totally honestly though but like i think even having like a get together here in the salon like having something where it's like if you know someone or you are in the position of you know you're good at something, you know that you want to do it, but you don't have that oomph to pursue it. I've had sit-down talks with several friends of mine and tried to change, like, their path by just ex- inspiring them. Like, dude, I was eating ramen for a straight year. Like, you should go to the high school and talk to everyone. I, I would love that. Let's because, do that I mean, you... I had no real guidance when mm-hmm. I was that. I mean, I didn't really have, like, a super great family life when I was younger, and... I mean, I really had to figure out what I was going to do on my own, and it was terrifying, but I went for it, and greatest thing I would have done, because I wasn't very good at, like, school, like, book smarts and stuff. Went to art school, got straight A's. Like, doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, That's I wasn't brain. a good, yeah. I wasn't a good student, you know, and I'm like, what the hell, the hell did Girl, I do this that? doesn't deal with life but smarts. You find, yeah, you find something you're interested in, and you're like... Shit, I'm smart. You I'm know, the I gra- graduated with that that cord around my neck. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Where you have honors, and I'm like, wow, I never thought I'd get here one day. <laughs> and I remember my dad going, wow, it's a long time coming. Like, <laughs> just like I can't believe, like, kind of in disbelief because I never. I mean, I was like a pretty C average student growing up. Yeah. Like, never. No one ever really expected much of me. So. All right, real quick, how can people find you? RochelleStepman.com. Spell it um, out, girl. R-A-S-H. Good point. Good point. R-A-S-H-E-L-L-E-S-T-E-T, as in Tom, M-A-N.com. Or uh, you can reach me at my uh, email, RochelleStepman at gmail.com. And on Instagram, Rochelle underscore Stepman. So if you want a commission piece and you slide into her DMs, she will answer you. But if you, those DMs. But if you get nervous and have an extra glass of wine and delete it, that's your fault, people. All right. Thank you, Rochelle. Yeah, thank you. You guys already know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with your motherfucking friends. Bye!